Just like the strawberries in my fridge, Daryl Sutter's time has expired. Your Locked On Flames, your daily podcast on the Calgary Flames. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to today's episode of Lockdown Flames. As always, I'm your host, Jess Belmosto, and thank you so much for tuning in today. Today's episode is brought to you by GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code LOCKDOWNNHL for $20 off of your first purchase. So today we are going to talk about why firing Sutter was the right decision with an assist from Julian McKenzie's latest article. And of course, make sure you're subscribed to Lockdown Flames wherever you're getting your podcast and of course on YouTube as well. And let's just dive right into this. Julian McKenzie has been a fantastic addition to the Calgary Flames beat. I think that there are some really quality writers here that deserve the national stage and that Julian McKenzie gets and it's been great to watch him come in this year and you know really bring a new level of storytelling to Calgary but he made a lot of good points in this article and broke down some more facts that maybe we didn't necessarily know two days ago 25 players coaches and staff were consulted in this audit of postseason or exit interviews, whatever your terminology is. And that's that's a handful, right? You look at that and that's, you know, like a classroom size of people. It's not just veterans. It's not just the the guys that had like everyday contact with him or the people that had problems with him. It was a lot of voices. I think 25 is an amount. And basically, they said that, like, it was a very, very frustrating environment. And I get it. That happens. You know, it's not fair for players to, or not just players, but anyone to come to work and walk on eggshells and just be in a frustrating environment. I mean, for God's sakes, you have a power play special special teams coach and they didn't practice the power play once. How many practices did they have? You couldn't say, hey, like after last night's performance, why don't we take a bit of practice today to, you know, practice the power play like most normal organizations, right? But this is about getting a wide variety, right? You want to, you're not conducting a focus group necessarily, unless you sat down with five of them at a time and said, tell me what you think. You know, it's it's more of <laughs> gathering this information from your sources and analyzing it and breaking it down and doing what you will with it. There were definitely some opportunities here to learn from. And I think that the Flames are going to be doing that. I I think that it, it's important to remember that nearly 30 people were interviewed here. And that could consist of, again, anyone, coaches, players, other staff, people that just interacted with him, probably some of the younger guys that, you know, came up at some point in the season. 
I would imagine they talked with Matthew Phillips and Jacob Pelletier and were like, can you just tell us how you like truly feel? What, like, how did Daryl Sutter's treatment of you, your experience, everything from start to finish feel? You're probably gonna, you're gonna get a lot of feedback, you know? It, this isn't a situation where it's like you or I going to like human resources and being like, yeah, my boss said this to me. And then turn around two weeks later, you're fired for a very silly mistake, right? No, like there, this is a situation where they're, you know, more protected and have the autonomy to speak on, to their experiences. And it's, it's good to see that Maloney really took that seriously and didn't run away with the yes man narrative that so many of us worried about. And I think rightfully worried about because if you couldn't even get fired during the season, I mean, certainly they're not going to deny you becoming general manager, right? But there could have been rose colored glasses on at any point during these decisions and there weren't you know I think that Brad Tree Living walking away was the best decision for him and hopefully I, I don't mean this negatively towards Tree Living at all but hopefully for the organization as well because again we talked about yesterday how it's it's been a, like a decade since they've had uh, a new voice in the general manager's position and that can really shift things and this new general manager is going to have like this clean slate a there's no room for walking on eggshells here you're coming into a fresh promising clean slate situation where everything is just you know again the rose colored glasses are not are not on here the the product on the ice still has to change but there is so much potential for what this general manager and coaching tandem could be and that is something everyone should be looking forward to and excited about. But coming up next, we are going to continue to discuss some benchmarks that this team is going to want to lay and hopefully hit. But before we do that, I do want to take a minute to talk to you all about Game Time. Game Time is the perfect app if you are looking to go to any sporting event, any concert, any live entertainment this summer, and you can get last-minute deals on the tickets with flash deals, and they're easy to buy to find tickets to any event in your area. Lizzo is in town tomorrow, and I would love to go see her if I didn't have an eight, eight o'clock meeting on Friday morning and I would use game time, right? But forget planning months in advance. Game time has deals on tickets right up to the day of, and you can get those exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concert, comedy, theater, and more. Get, get images of your seats before you buy. So you know exactly what you're going to see. It's, I think that's one of the best features to be honest. And right now you can snag your tickets without the stress with game time download the game time app create an account and use code locked on nhl for twenty dollars off your first purchase terms apply again create an account redeem code locked on nhl and download game time today last minute tickets lowest prices guaranteed and thank you everyone for hanging out with me today on locked on flames it's always a pleasure to uh chat with you guys and just air my thoughts. And of course, you can follow me on Twitter at JessBelmosto so we can talk some more because th th there's just always thoughts going. 
I think Inflames Twitter is a great sounding board to kind of all experience these takes at once, right? But let's get back to this rose-colored glasses situation that we avoided, right? There very, very easily could have been a situation where they don't bring in a general, a new general manager. They just bring in a new coach because they're promoting Daryl Sutter to general manager. And that was a lot of people's concerns, I would say. I think a lot of people uh, saw the report of him uh, saying that he wanted to take more of a back seat role, but he didn't want to coach anymore. Uh, he wanted to be making, he wanted to be calling the shots and had this god awful fear that they were going to get Daryl Sutter as a general manager again. And I think, you know, as great of a resume Daryl Sutter has as a coach, you, there are several things that stick out to me. Him hiring like three of his four brothers, getting locked out of the King's locker room, the Jacob Pelletier comment, um, obviously like the Stanley Cups, right? Obviously those, those are there, but there, there's some moments there where I'm like, mm, do we really, do we really want to experience this for much longer? And we don't, and we don't have to. There very easily could have been a situation where the organization played the Uno reverse card and the coach is now picking the general manager instead of the general manager picking the coach. Either way, that situation has been avoided. And I think we should just appreciate that because there are a lot of things that we can look forward to. And, you know, Don Maloney has, like I said, he's made it clear that this is... This is the time for change, a new vision, a, a new direction, and they're laying the foundation. The blueprint is being, like, scribbled right now. And these interviews are really continuing that groundwork before they lay the foundation by bringing in this coach and general manager to training camp or even before that, the draft, right? There's a lot that goes on before the season and I I hope that they do um, figure out a way to get players off the ground or to to rebound from the seasons this year I think it's going to take a lot for them to lift morale back up and especially if it's a coach that not a lot of people are familiar with we keep seeing Andrew Burnett's name being thrown around and I think that that's fair. You know, he deserves a head coaching job. And I very, very bizarre for the Panthers to fire him last year. But it's fine. It's great. If he comes in and brings Huberto to, you know, back to his typical level, then I'm not going to have any complaints. I think that it's going to take players a little while to trust someone that they don't know. You know, I think at least one or two of the guys will have a connection to whoever they bring in next. I mean, it's not very often you find it, uh, unless it's a brand new coach, right? Unless it is a brand new coach, you are not going to find someone that does not somehow have a connection to the person you hire. And it's important, you know, those connections, you know, fostering those relationships create a, not a safe space, but like trust, you know, these players could not trust their coach last year. It was obvious. They didn't like the guy. The guy, I don't think he liked them either, but 
you know, you go into a situation with a, a coach that is just driven and so excited for this opportunity to kind of like just not rebuild because that's not the right word we're looking for, but to elevate this roster and to lift it up to what it's supposed to be when you look at it on paper, right? That That is what we want. And you want a general manager that's going to complement that. And whoever they bring in as a general manager obviously chooses the coach. So you're getting your ducks in a row in order to set your players up for success. It is so important that they bring in someone that isn't going to play someone on their off wing for 35 games and then just be confused as to why they aren't producing. Because believe it or not, you're not always going to find someone that can just, I don't think that's how it works. And I mean, I could be very wrong, but you need to have a true leader here, right? You also need to have a leader in the locker room. There were apparently quotes uh, during these exit interviews that about how they need to have a leader in the room that can stand up to the coach. No one was going to do that last year. And not in like a no one was doing it sort of way. You weren't getting through that old man's thick skull with anything. You could say the sky is blue and he would argue. I'm sure. And I'm sure of it. And that isn't something you want in any sort of leader, you know, you want to be able to be like, hey, this is my suggestion, or hey, this is how I'm feeling. Do you think we could maybe switch things up a little bit? I mean, I'm sure some of you listening have had managerial experience. You need to be a leader and not just like a a pushover. I think a lot of people are, you know, oh, Daryl's letter got pushed out by a bunch of stuff. Like, no, no. He got pushed out by people who knew that they deserved better. And a coach like that has no place in today's NHL. You know, riding a hard hand like that is not something that lasts very long in today's game. You aren't going to find someone that is so set in their ways that they aren't open to suggestions or, like, they're not willing to change their ways because – well, this is what's won me championships. Great, but have you have you looked at the expected goals for versus what they actually are? Have you looked at anything beyond the product on the ice? Have you looked at a stat sheet? Have you done anything? And now's the chance to bring in someone that is analytically driven and they know <laughs> they know that everyone is working together no one is going to be worrying about oh well if I don't do this then that's not gonna happen or you know if this happens nothing you know there's no repercussions if I go out and lose seven games straight I can't go to my owner and say hey let's fire this guy that's not, okay I don't think losing seven in a row is like warranting of a firing at least like with this new coach but We don't know who that is. But coming up next, we are going to talk about some players and benchmarks that you're going to want to set ahead of for the long-term future. And thank you, everyone, for hanging out with me on today's episode of Lockdown Flames. Make sure you are subscribed wherever you get your podcasts. It is so important to truly set goals, right? You need to have a plan, not just like a to-do list. But legitimate plans with with 
how you're going to make these things happen, right? Okay, your goal is to get Huberto back to, you know, 100-point player. It may be 80 points that first season back. What are you going to do to ensure he succeeds? What are the steps that are going to be taken to make sure that Jacob Pelletier and Matthew Phillips and Matt Coronado are seeing more time at the NHL level? What about Walker Dewar? Dennis Gilbert, what are you, what are we doing here? You know, how are you going to make sure that Oliver Shillington is coming back to a stable environment? You know, last season was not stable and I, I do not blame him for staying away. You know, he, he probably, he probably had other reasons to stay away, but I wouldn't want to come back to that. I'd be like, I just went through a hard enough time. I don't need to put myself into a com- potentially compromising situation. There are plenty of players that could use, you know, a a little fine tune up. Like when you go to get your oil change or your tires rotated, everyone has to go through that. You know, I want to see Jonathan Huberto back at this level. And we're going to get there by X, Y, Z. The coach they bring in is going to have some sort of connection to Jonathan Huberto. That is obvious. I think everyone is in agreement there because he is the one that you have a lot of money invested in over the next few years. It's you'll probably see like two coaches in that time frame, right? It's it's a trickle effect and domino effect, rather. You know, Huberto is gonna want someone on that on that wing. They're going to make sure that Pelletier is it is supported in ways within the organization and getting that ice time and Matthew Phillips is someone that I want to see at the NHL level on a consistent basis. You should not, you should not be the AHL leading scorer two years in a row and only have like three games play the NHL level. That is a disgrace. That is just a huge slap in the face to the player and some sort of you know poor decision making on the coach's behalf. But we but we knew that. We've known that. And I I want, obviously, I want to see how a lot of players progress. You know, I want to see Kadri up a little bit more in points. I'm not, it, he's not going to reach that point per game anytime soon again. You know, that is not necessarily something you can repeat constantly, right? But I, I want to see more out of the special teams coach. I want to see them be like, we played like crap. We're running the power play at practice today. Great. Oh, the penalty kill looks good. Let's just, you know, let's look at it a little bit today. You don't have to do too much tweaking if it's working. But you want to make sure that those guys are still going out there and practicing. Because you can't pick up the your instrument, practice for 20 minutes the first day, not practice again for six months, and then expect to be good to go on the day of, you know, the recital. That's not how this works. That is not how it works. And I want to see Jacob Markstrom supported in a way that doesn't burn him out and I know you know we've kind of flirted with the idea of you know buying him out someone will trade for him someone will need a goaltender and you know you bring up Dustin Wolf but can you put that much faith into a young goaltender I don't know I am not a coach I was just a sales lead at a candle store candles I couldn't even smell mind you but I just, I do think that there are 
goals that are going to be set that are absolutely attainable, whether, you know, based on individual performance, but as well as, okay, we want to make the playoffs. It does not matter if we clinch the division. That that might be a longer-term goal. That very well could be a longer-term goal. And then, you know, make the playoffs year after year. Oh, my God, we should win a Stanley Cup in seven years. Yes. With this window being flung wide open, why aren't you taking this opportunity in the bull by the horns and dragging it home? Is that how the saying goes? I don't know. But anyways, <laughs> thank you everyone for hanging out with me today on Lockdown Flames. And I hope this show is getting you through your work week and wrapping up college classes and whatever you may be doing. If you are graduating soon, congratulations. So happy for you. Uh, it gosh, there's nothing as intimidating as graduating college, but (laughs) that's probably a lie. But thank you, everyone. Make sure you're subscribed wherever you get your podcasts. Follow us on Twitter at Jess Belmosto. And of course, you can follow Nick at Nick Zararis. And obviously, drop some comments in the YouTube section. We love having conversation. It's important. And these are, you know, everyone has ideas. So let's hear them.